So today is actually a, a special day for me. It's actually, Laura's in my 12-year wedding anniversary. Yeah, yeah, so super excited about that. I actually remember uh, 12 years ago, I hope I'd remember that, right? 12 years ago, I remember standing uh, in the back of the church, uh, or actually in the front of the church uh, with, with the pastor. We're kind of off to the side, ready to go take our spot. And, and I remember the pastor turned to me, he's like, Jason, I, I got one of the most important questions that I'm gonna ask you all day. And I'm thinking in my head, like, more important than like the will do questions and, and the do you questions, like the questions are gonna shape the rest of my life, like more important than those, I'm like, okay, what's your question? Is your fly zipped up? I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good, okay, okay. Okay, so um, this morning, uh, I wanna start us off with a question this morning, but it's not that question, don't worry, <laughs> you guys are safe. Um, here's the question. Do you want to waste your life? I mean, do you want everything that you've worked for, everything that you've done throughout your entire life to accumulate to a big fat zero? I mean, of course not, right? I mean, who, who does? I mean, who, who really wants that? I'm pretty convinced that none of us, I mean, whether you're a Jesus follower or not, that, that none of us want our lives to, to amount to nothing. We, we all want our lives to mean something. We all want our, our, our a legacy, to leave a legacy, right? We, we all want to make a difference. We all want our lives to have meaning, but both while we're here, uh, but, but then long after we're gone. And so that's why, that's why this morning, you know, as we continue in our series, All In, we're, we're going to be talking about the second of five values. Uh, we're we're, we're going to be talking about celebrate creativity. Celebrate creativity. You know, and the, the, these values, they're, they're the guiding principles for, for who we are as a church. They, they help us make decisions. And as Shay mentioned earlier, man, there, there are people all throughout this church that from day one have been living out these values, celebrate creativity. And, and while we believe that, that these values, I mean, they're, they're important for us as an organization, our hope and our desire is that every single one of us would begin living out these values because we are convinced that when we live out these values, that it will make our lives better and make us better at life. Celebrate creativity. I mean, okay, so at first, I mean, you're hearing this like, okay, you're the strategy pastor teaching on celebrate creativity. You'd be like, okay, that, that's a little bit weird. What's this, what's this like mathematical, logical, analytical guy doing speaking on creativity? I mean, shouldn't it have been someone like, I don't know, maybe John, right? I mean, he's our he's our worship director, like he's creative, or maybe someone who's like more of an artsy type, like maybe Chelsea, like maybe, shouldn't they be the ones speaking on this? And so I've, as I was kind of processing, okay, Shay, why did you ask me to speak on this? Like what, what kind of like artsy things do I like? I, I mean, I can't do anything like Bob Ross does, except maybe like a Bob Ross puzzle. Any of you guys ever done a Bob Ross puzzle? Right? So for me, like when I'm thinking about a puzzle, like what, what, what I would love to do this morning is to give you guys the box top right? To, to give you guys right up front the main idea, that what, what's, what's the main point? And then we're going to kind of track backwards and figure out how does this all fit together. All right, so here's the box up. Here's the main idea. Creative collaboration leaves a legacy. Or, or we, could, we could say it a different way, right? Creative collaboration makes us better. And, and specifically, as we think about that, as it pertains to us as an organization at, at Grumla, like how, what, what does this mean for 
us, right? Because our mission statement is to lead people, to lead people towards Jesus. So it could be said this way, so your creative contribution is critical to our mission. And, and maybe you're, you're sitting here and you're still a little bit skeptical. You're thinking, man, like, okay, Jason, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not really the creative type. I, 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 how does this totally, you know, pertain to me? And I, I encourage you, you know, before you check out, before you dismiss the things that's going on here this morning, I, I would love for us to take a look at the most creative, the most thoughtful, purposeful, organized, well-planned, analytical being to have ever existed. I want, I want us to take a look at what he, what he has to say. I, well, I want to do one better than that. I, I want us to take a look at what he did and then I really believe that that will help guide our thinking, help us understand better how we should live out this value in our own lives. I mean, so, so this morning, we're gonna, we're gonna dive in. We're gonna look at Genesis chapter one. And, and as I'm thinking about all the stories and all of the Bible, uh, I can't think of a better place to go than Genesis chapter one. It's right, it's right at the beginning, right? It's right at the beginning. It's, it's the origin. It's, it's the beginning. It's where it all started. Genesis chapter one is, is the place in the Bible where, where everything, everything exists in its most pure form. And so in that, we have the opportunity to, to really see the way things were intended to interact with each other. What, what are the ways we were intended to interact with one another? What's the way we were intended to interact with God and then with the world around us? So you guys ready? We're gonna dive in. We're gonna, we're gonna go on a journey this morning through Genesis chapter one. All right, so verse one, Genesis one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, now, I know that there's probably some of you that are here in this room or maybe listening uh, on our podcast this morning uh, that, that man, you're, you're right at the beginning of your faith journey or, or maybe you're just, you're just beginning to explore like th- this whole religion, church sort of a thing. And, and maybe you grew up in church and you're thinking, oh, great. Okay, so now we got this pastor and he's gonna come and he's gonna be like this whole like creation versus evolution thing. I don't wanna... Let, let me assure you, that conversation is not this conversation, okay? Uh, it, but, but, but let me say this, though. That if for, for some reason, if, if, you're, if you're at that place in your faith journey where you're like, man, like, Jason, I, I got some questions, and they're, they're questions about this creation and evolution. I got, people have been telling me one thing. The Bible says something different. Like, what, what, do I, what, what am I supposed to believe? If, if you're at that place in your life where you're you're, you're right on the precipice, right on the edge of maybe jumping in, and, and, but you need some answers to some of these questions, feel free to come up and chat with me or with Shay or with really with any of the leaders here at Grumlaw. But that conversation is not this conversation. We're gonna be talking about something a little bit different because, because Genesis chapter one, from what I understand, was not intended for us to argue about creation versus evolution. And so if that wasn't its intended purpose, then that wouldn't be helpful for us this morning. So Genesis chapter one, Verse two, let's keep moving. It says, the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. I mean, this was God's way. I mean, look at this, formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. As I'm, as I'm thinking about this, what, what God is trying to say is like that there's chaos and fear everywhere. I mean, as you read this, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, my mind gets drawn to those scenes like in Jaws, right? And those other shark movies where there's some like, you know, unfortunate dude that's like swimming by himself in the middle of the ocean, right? 
When I see formless and empty darkness and deep waters, like it's chaos and fear everywhere. But what God is saying to us here in this, in this verse is that even though there's chaos and fear everywhere, that he is in control. He has 100% dominion and control and rule and reign over even fear and darkness. And, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe there's someone here this morning that as they hear that, like, man, like that, that is what I need because I, for me right now, like my life feels a little bit chaotic. And even in the most chaotic of situations, God is in control. All right, let's keep moving. Verse three, then God said, let there be light. And there was light and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night and evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. I, I kind of get the sense here that God's kind of starting to get pretty, pretty excited. Like as God begins exercising his creative reign and, and, and begins taking shape, you know, this, this creation, this, this, uni- this, this world that he's creating, I, I kind of get the sense that like the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? It's the, the Trinitarian God of the universe. The way that God is described throughout the pages of scripture, I kind of get the sense that, he, that as he's getting excited, as day one is starting to get rolling, that like maybe, maybe he's like giving high fives, right? I mean, like the father, yeah, like that's, we're, getting, this is, we're on a roll. Like creation is starting to take shape. Verse six, let's keep moving. Verse six. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made the space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heaven. God called the space sky and evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. I mean, talk about some powerful words. I mean, by God's word, what what he said, stuff happened. And I get the sense that there's this like, this power that God has within the words that he speaks. It's like this infinite like ocean of power. And I get the sense that God took like an eyedropper and maybe gave some of that power to us. I mean, not in the same way. Like we can't speak something and then like it, it exists. It comes out of nothing. But, but we, we do experience this on a pretty regular basis. I, j- just as an example, like, Okay, so as I mentioned, it's, it's Laura's my anniversary. If I were to have told her this morning, Laura, like as your anniversary gift, like I, I think we should go and, and start looking at maybe buying you a new car, right? I mean, you've had a minivan for a while and it's maybe time to move past the minivan phase, right? If I would have told her that, uh, within probably like 15, 20 minutes, uh, she would have had a list, I mean, seriously, a list on her phone of four or five or six vehicles and we would have had test drives on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, the car would have been in our driveway, right? I mean, we, we, we speak words and then like our entire reality gets wrapped up around those thoughts and those ideas until, until that thought becomes reality. And so I think in the same way, like this is, this is how God has given us the opportunity to experience part of his creative power. Verse nine, verse nine. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water seas and God saw that it was 
good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and the trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind and God saw that it was good. An evening passed and morning came marking the third day. I mean, talk about incredible creativity. I mean, God, God's on a roll at this point, right? I mean, he, he's, he's getting pretty excited because each day like brings with it like more and more possibilities, more and more creativity, more and more new ideas. And, and it's on this day that God initiates creativity and growth. And this is definitely something that, that we get to participate in each and every day. I mean, the idea of like cultivating and nurturing an idea, nurturing a living thing, nurturing relationships, moving, moving things and people from, from where they were initially and to, to something better. I mean, we get the opportunity to make it better. I mean, that's our third, that's our third value. We're gonna actually unpack that a little bit more uh, next week, but, but that's what we get to do. We have this incredible opportunity to participate in, in this act of creation by, by taking ideas, taking things, taking projects, developing people from where they were initially to become something better. And this process of nurturing and guiding growth is one that takes incredible creativity. Verse 14, verse 14. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fourth day. I, did you catch what God just did there? I mean, the, the creative genius of what he just did, like, it, it kind of blows my mind a little bit. He, he created time. I mean, like, just think about that for a minute. Like, how do you even think up the idea of creating time? I mean, like, okay, so you got Dr. Strange, right? I mean, he's got that little thing that hangs here, the, the time stone, and he like twists it a little bit and then does something with his wrist and all of a sudden he can like manipulate time. Like, do, we, we, can, we can think of that as human beings, but like God created time. Can you, can you imagine what the dinner conversation would have been between the father, son? And, I mean, as the father is speaking to the son and the Holy Spirit, like, okay, Guys, what, what should we do on day four? Well, I got this idea. Like, what if we call it, what if we call it day four? There's an idea. Let's call it day four. Like, like what, what if we create seasons? Okay, so we have these seasons of growth. And then what if the, the next season is where, where stuff gets recharged? Okay, I got, I got this idea. Let's, let's do Let's do something totally crazy. You guys remember that darkness that we like put in a headlock and subdued and pushed down like the fear and the chaos. You guys remember how we, like, what if, what if we allow just a little bit of that, of that darkness to peek its crazy little head out just for a short period of, 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 of time, time. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, what, a, a never ending loop of constant reminders that we are in control. We'll let it out for a little bit and then push it back down. A never ending loop that we are in control. Yeah, time. I like it. Okay, verse 20. Verse 20. Then God said, let the water swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fifth day. So there's a couple things that happen here on the fifth day, a couple things that are, that are brand new. And, and just, I would encourage you, as, as you're reading through the pages of scripture, wherever it is that you're reading, if something happens for the very first time, take note because it's important. And so here, the first thing is life. I mean, this is a totally new concept. It's been totally awesome. This was God's way uh, to, to allow part of his like infinite life, his, part of who he is. Again, like, I mean, think of, I mean, God is life. And he took like a portion, like an eyedropper from that vast ocean of life and gave it to us, gave it to his creation so that we could experience a portion, a little bit of who he is. And, and with the creation of life, is blessing. And that's the second thing that's introduced here, this idea of blessing. And there's, there's so much creativity in multiplication, right? It becomes for us an opportunity for us to bless others, to pass on who we are and what we've learned, to express creativity, creativity and multiplication. Verse 24. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock and small animals that scurry along the ground and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And before we finish with, with day six, I mean, something, something is about to happen. You know, after God creates these animals, there's something that's about to happen that, that, that is, is like, it's breathtaking. And, and maybe you've, like, like myself, have read through Genesis chapter one and like skimmed right over this. But as, as I was preparing for this message, like it, it caught me off guard a little bit. Because here, what we're about to see in this, in this, in this portion, in these verses, is the fact that, that up until this point, God has spoken to creation. God has spoken and stuff has happened. But in this moment, we, 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 we get the opportunity to peek behind the sacred, the holy curtain. And, and, and we get to see the Father speak to the Son. And we get to see the Father speak to the Holy Spirit. We, we get in this moment to, to stand like on holy ground and to see something that is different. Be, th th this interaction, it, it's so important, it, it's integral, it defines who we are as a species. It, it, it brings definition and purpose to how we should interact with one another and interact with God. 
All right, so check this out, verse 26. Then God said, let us make, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals that are on the earth, the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and all the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all that he had made and saw that it was very good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the sixth day. Did you catch that? It was an us that created us. And we were created as a them. It was a community that created us that created our species and, and we were created for community. We, we were created with divine creativity. I mean, th this, was, this was the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle of God's creative genius. But, but we weren't just created with creative genius. I mean, that, that was poured into us. But we weren't just created with creative genius. We were invited into the ongoing journey of creatively creating, get, get, get this. We were created to be creative and to create. That's how we were created. And, and so, so I, I hope that all of us have gotten this idea that, man, I, I'm not the creative type. No, because guys, guess what? There's creativity in growth, right? There's creativity in multiplication. There's creativity in purpose. There's creativity in cooperation. And there's creativity in leadership. I mean, creation is God's expression of his creativity. And he has invited us to participate. And one of the most exciting things about this invitation to be creative is we were not invited to create alone. I mean, this was and is an invitation for us to collaborate, to, to work together for the, for the greater good of the entire group. And when we function this way, Creative collaboration is a conduit for blessing. Creative collaboration is a conduit for blessing. When you, when you leverage the creativity that you've been so generously given and you do it in collaboration with others, you will inevitably bless all of those around you. And that blessing, that blessing will in turn make your life better and make you better at life. And, and that blessing will be part of the legacy that you leave. And we're, we're living, we are living in the blessing of God's creative goodness when we contribute our creative energy. So don't miss out on that blessing. But, okay, so, so what, what, do we, what do we do with this? What do we do with the fact that we've been invited into this? I, I wanna give you guys uh, three super practical, super practical things that, that you can do as a result of this. The, the first one, the first one I want you, want you to consider doing is call out creativity 
in others. Call out creativity in others. I mean, so often we get just stuck just thinking about and pushing forward and championing our own ideas. I mean, that's our natural bent. And so would you consider calling out creativity in others? And when we celebrate the creativity in others, we're willing to push forward the ideas that are ultimately best for the whole group, which will then in turn be what's best for us. And so something super practical that you could do to call out creativity in others. Would would you consider even this morning, maybe even before you leave church here this morning, sending someone a text message? An encouraging text message, just just saying something as simple as, hey, uh, God has made you so organized. God has made you so thoughtful. God God has made you so purposeful. And and I really admire the way that you use that to help others. So it could be something as simple as that as a way for you to call out creativity in others. And and maybe you serve on a team here and you've, you've, you've noticed that in someone else, like, Send them that text message. Encourage them this morning. Call out creativity in others. Second one, leverage how God has made you. Leverage how God has made you. You, Your contribution is unique and it will make us all better. I mean, this is absolutely true here at Grumlaw, but but I tell you what, this is true everywhere. This is true regardless uh, of, of the area of your life. This is true in your marriage. This is true in your parenting. Uh, that when we contribute our creative energy, it makes us all better. So leverage the way that God has made you. But maybe you're thinking here this morning, like, okay, but, but how do I do that? I, mean, I don't really know how God has made me. Well, I, I'd encourage you with this. Start, start by, if you have a smartphone, uh, download the YouVersion app. It's free. And, and you, can, you, can click, you can click the button that says, hey, send me the verse of the day. And, and I mean, it'll come to your Apple Watch if you got one of those uh, or, or what, whatever. It's even on the Android devices. I mean, like, whoa, okay. Like, now we're, now we're getting crazy here, right? Um, but just, just read the verse of the day. Spend five minutes just thinking about that verse. Or if, if, you're, if you're a little bit more old school and you need like an actual book, if you're gonna read a book, like in the back there, uh, right at the back table, there, there's free Bibles. We'd really encourage you, grab one of those, and you can even start by reading, I'd encourage you to start by reading the New Testament. So the Old Testament and the New Testament kind of divided the Bible in half. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's the first four books. Uh, it's, it's the stories and the account of the life of Jesus. And I'll encourage you to start there. So, so as you grow in your relationship with God, which by the way, is one of the greatest purposes for which we were made. I mean, we, we, were, we were created to be in relationship with God. When we grow in our relationship with God, we will grow in our confidence in who God has made us, and then that will enable us to then leverage those creative gifts and abilities. So the third thing, so call out creativity in others, uh, leverage how God has made you, and join a team here at Grumlaw. I mean, and, and, and jump in with both feet. You know, I, I, really, I would really encourage you, if you want to make a lasting impact on this community, if you wanna make a lasting impact on this community, a, a, a legacy, join a team, join a team. If you're not sure where to jump in at, like we'll help you, we'll help you figure it out. I, and then folk, and then for, for those of you guys that are on a team, don't be a passive participant. We, we, we need your insights. We need your creative contributions. And since one of our core values here at the church is, is celebrate creativity, you can be sure that when you speak up, when you share, that, that those ideas, that we, we will make sure that we collect those ideas, we collaborate with one another until we've come up with what is best for reaching the maximum number of people with the good news about Jesus. I mean, this is something that we're committed to, right? Uh, th- this value. And you might've even heard us say before, like we will do anything 
anything short of sin uh, to, to get people to walk through our doors. We'll, we, we, we will do whatever it takes. And so here's what that means for Gremla. Guys, as a church, we won't be the same five years from now because we will continue to celebrate creativity. We'll continue to work towards what is best for reaching grand blank with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But that might mean for some of us that there are things that are done here at this church that, that you might scratch your head at and be like, why did they do that? Like we, we actually had several people uh, that emailed us and said, hey, um, I'm really offended that, that you showed a Missy Elliott clip. <laughs> and, and okay, now just in full disclosure, um, I had no idea who Missy Elliott was. Um, apparently she's got like explicit lyrics. I don't know. Um, but guess what? We didn't show any of those, right? We, we, just, we just showed us doing really dumb things to try and get people to watch the videos, to try and get them to show up. And guess what? It worked. It worked. People showed up. We had tons of people that showed up. And because they showed up, they heard the good news about Jesus and they had the opportunity to move from darkness to life because they had the opportunity to trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. Guys, our mission is to lead people towards Jesus. One of our core values is celebrate creativity and we will do whatever it takes until every single person in all of Grand Blanc has had the opportunity to hear the good news about Jesus. As a church, we will continue to champion this value. And our prayer is that you will adopt and live out this value in your own life. Guys, God has given each and every one of us an enormous amount of creativity. And he's invited us into this incredible act of creation. What will you do with that invitation?